Welcome to Radio KBPV, Tales of Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village, a podcast about the history of southwestern Alberta, presented by Kootenay Brown Pioneer Village of Pincher Creek, a museum complex that documents the stories of Western Canada's agricultural settlement through the preservation of local buildings and artifacts among a six-acre park. Pincher Creek is a town of 3,700 souls in a vast rural trading area of some 3,000 rural dwellers. A vibrant region of rolling prairie, foothills, the Rocky Mountains, the Pecani First Nation, Waterton Lakes National Park, the Crow's Nest Pass, and the Upper River Watershed of the South Saskatchewan River Basin. Join us in this podcast where we present walking tours of our buildings and hear the stories of the farmers, townsmen, cowboys, mounties, pioneer women, politicians, chroniclers, miners, railroaders, and so many other significant histories of this particular corner of Canada. I'm back in the saddle again Out where a friend is a friend Where the longhorn cattle feed on the lowly jimson weed I'm back in the saddle again Kootenay Brown is back in town Well hello everybody this is Ranger Gord talking to you again from uh isolation but that isolation is going to be ending very very soon today's uh as i record this it is friday june the 12th and the kootenay brown pioneer village tourism information center and country store are reopening we will reopen on monday june the 15th at 10 a.m now through june we will have a limited schedule Although we will be open for an eight-hour day, so those hours will be 10 to 6, and, but only from Monday to Friday. So please make a note of that. Uh, and further to that, as we approach Canada Day, uh, we know of Kootenay Brown as the center for uh, in Pincher Creek in southwestern Alberta as Canada Day. And unfortunately, due to the still in effect uh, grouping limitations and restrictions, we just can't do it. So Canada Day for 2020, this year only, will be cancelled. At least it won't be happening at Kootenay Brown. And in fact, we will be closed on that day. So that'll be the last day for our staff to catch up because the following day, Thursday, July 2nd, we will back, we will be back, rather, to a seven-day schedule and those hours will be just a little bit different we'll be running from noon to 8 p.m and that will be through the months of july and august so as we are we are still into a uh, a, a re somewhat restricted on uh, the social distancing issues so th we will ask that uh, the distancing while you're on the grounds uh, please be respected and encouraged. So if you have masks, please wear them. And uh, we will also be having some tours available as well. So guided tours in place of the usual just kind of roaming at will. 
further to that, uh, there will be some event programming, and we'll talk about that perhaps a little and announce that uh, perhaps a little bit later, uh, once we're all kind of back in the saddle and sort of uh, get all of our our new summer staff back to uh, up to speed on doing tours and such as that. And there will also we will also be have our summer children's uh, summer camp program. I can't give you dates or any details at this point for that same reason. But at least you can know that we are back in the saddle, and I've said it already once. Um, I'd also like to give you a little bonus onto this uh, Kootenai Brown Now edition. Um, speaking of summer students, in 2017, we have a, a young man working for us by the name of Josh McKenzie, who has some roots around town. Uh, at that point in time, he was uh, in the communication arts program at Lethbridge College. He has since graduated and has started his own marketing and advertising firm in Lethbridge called Artrageous Advertising. Let's back up and try that again, folks. Artrageous Advertising. Excuse me. First day back with the new mouth. And um, Mr. McKenzie wrote a blog when he uh, finished at our village. Uh, with some observations and some things that he had learned about the village while he was there. So I asked Josh to, uh, if he would express that in the form of an MP3 file, he did so and he has kindly uh, decided to share that. So this podcast will finish off with Josh McKenzie's tribute to the forgotten pioneers of the Kootenai Brown Village. See you about the village, folks. Bye. Is local history fading due to Canadian school curriculums focusing too much on the bigger picture? As the times are moving forward, the Canadian government is finally emphasizing the importance of recognizing Indigenous culture as they were the original settlers of Canada, let alone in North America. Canadians can and should be proud of the topics that are currently being explored in social studies, but are we still missing the important links? Why is it that any high school kid in Lethbridge can write a paper on politics in Russia from the 1960s through to the 90s, but couldn't name the man responsible for establishing Waterton Lakes National Park? Some would argue it is because Waterton is only a small park in southern Alberta that has no association with the rest of the world, but is that really so? John George Brown's life began in 1839 in Ireland. From there, he eventually served in India under the British Army. Brown's true adventure, however, began in British Columbia, Canada in 1862 during the Caribou Gold Rush. After gold panning for two years everywhere from San Francisco to northern Canada, he realized he had little luck in the gold business. He then found himself as a provincial policeman in Wild Horse Creek. By 1865, Brown had made it to the prairies where the rush had got back to him as he encountered many trials such as being shot in the back with an arrow during a Blackfoot attack. John had always had a way of migrating across the continent, after the ambush incident, he traveled down south into the U.S. where he and some companions were captured by the chief Sitting Bull, who were historically wiped out in later years by the famous General Custer and his army. As Brown was familiar with always being on the move, he and his companions escaped while the chief Sitting Bull were plotting how to torture the pair. After returning to Canada and likely being the first white man to discover Waterton Lakes, John George Brown, or better known as Kootenai Brown, began his fight in 1895 as an advocate pushing the Canadian government to protect his beloved Kootenai Lakes. 
On May 30th of that year, the government set aside the Kootenai Forest Reserve. In the next few years, he would be appointed fishery officer for the reserve and was later named Forest Warden. More notable, by 1911, Kootenai Brown had pushed and pushed until the government elevated the status of the Kootenai Forest Reserve to Waterton Lakes National Park. Yes, the same park that we all enjoy only an hour and a half from Lethbridge. Kootenai Brown had a lifetime of exploring. It is because of his passion that we have such a park in our corner of the province. After all, he made it onto the top 10 list of Canadian heroes, ranked by distinguished Canadian author and former Lieutenant Governor of Alberta, Grant McEwen. While it is simply impossible to fit all of Kootenai's stories into this article, one may still be surprised that this pioneer's stories hit us so close to home. The majority of Canadians are not aware of the history until they visit a museum. Another unknown local pioneer goes by the name of Arthur Edgar Cox. This man's nature is a bit like that of Indiana Jones, only not fictional and 43 years younger. Mr. Cox was a teacher who, much like Kootenai Brown, made it all over the world on all kinds of adventures, but ended up finding his home in Pincher Creek. Born in England in 1856, Mr. Cox became a school teacher in New York from 1876 to 1879. After teaching, Arthur decided he would travel the world. Cox traveled to Australia and worked at a sheep station, and later on in his world travels, found himself shipwrecked off the Horn of South America. The legend is that there, Cox and his shipmates ran into trouble with a local tribe. It is said that Cox was able to construct a homemade banjo and settle the difficulties through entertainment. He returned to New York in 1882 where he heard about the Canadian Pacific Railway construction. He traveled up to Winnipeg and followed the works of the railway tracks to Maple Creek, Saskatchewan. Cox went from job to job and in 1884 he heard about a teaching position in Fort McLeod. He bought a pony cart and rode to the fort only to find the position had been filled. Lucky for him there was a position still available in Pincher Creek where he settled and became the first school teacher. In 1897, A.E. Cox was appointed Dominion Land Agent and began operating a land brokerage office in Pincher Creek. As a result, Cox helped many pioneers get their start on the southwestern Alberta land through his agency. During the 1885 Northwest Rebellion, Mr. Cox also served with the Rocky Mountain Rangers, which is a whole other story. Cox's near Pincher Creek homestead Mount View Ranch was owned and operated from 1887 to 1970. The ranch operations came to an end when Cox's daughter Millie retired. It is one of the oldest holdings under a single family in southwestern Alberta. The Cox home sat on its original property for 99 years. It was later relocated to Pincher Creek in 1887 to Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village, a museum featuring just short of 30 other historical buildings such as Kootenai Brown's only surviving log cabin home. Historical preservations like these give locals an easy and direct glimpse into their past, however, these resources are not being taken advantage of in the school system. As children, boys and girls run around imagining cowboys and cowgirls in the Old West, shooting pretend guns. They dream of a faraway place where adventures occur, but if they only knew about these real Hollywood-styled legends that walked these grounds in our own backyard. And there are many, many more too. As we currently celebrated Canada 150, as well as having just experienced the Waterton wildfires, it is important to not take our land for granted. It is our duty not only as Lethbians, but as Canadians to not forget about certain aspects that are still important and or worthy while remembering. Maybe we could focus a little more on that rather than the Cold War for once. Thank you for listening to Tales of Kootenai Brown Pioneer Village. This episode was researched and written by historians Farley Wood and Gord Tolton. This podcast is recorded and engineered by Gord Tolton. Episodes can be found at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or any other podcatcher. Visit our website at www.kootenaybrown.ca 
Kootenai is spelled K-O-O-T-E-N-A-I. Also, visit and join our pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for more information on our museum, or even better, visit us at 1037 Beverly McLaughlin Drive in beautiful Pincher Creek, Alberta.